0: Good afternoon, it's a wonderful Thursday afternoon here in Chicago, and I am on the line with Ken Cheatham, the man with the answers, whether you want to talk about sales or, as we're going to do today, talk about what it takes to be successful in business. Hi, Ken, how are you?
1: I'm fine, Michelle, it's a wonderful day here in New Jersey as well, so looks like we're (laughs) both in the same place.
0: Yes, Mr. Rogers neighborhood. <laughs> um, I'm glad to be having a conversation. You've been cruising and doing some other things, so you're back settled in now.
1: Yes, unfortunately I had to come back from that wonderful cruise in the Caribbean on a beautiful brand new ship that just got launched a few months ago. We had a great time and uh looking forward to going on another similar cruise sometime in the not-too-distant future, that was great. I recommend it highly to anybody that wants to travel in style and enjoying being in different places without having to do a whole lot of effort to move from one place to another. These things, you go on this wonderful ship, it's like going to a small city and having that city take you places. It's unbelievable. Oh. It's uh, a great way to travel. Especially when you get to be my age and you don't want to have a whole lot of hassle moving things around, going from place to place. So it's, it's great.
0: Oh, that sounds great. Well, and speaking of going from place to place, we started a conversation, before you laugh, about going from employee to entrepreneur. And mm-hmm. it's not just a question of hanging out a shingle, but there are some things that need to be in place if you're going to move from employee to entrepreneur. And so in a continuation of that discussion, uh, we're talking about a provocative topic today. Would you like to tell us what that is?
1: Yes, well, there's a, a certain mindset that comes with having the experience of going from entrepreneur, from an employee to entrepreneur, and it really requires you to be not mindful of exactly what's going on in that process if you've been employed by for your entire working life and you're suddenly faced with a situation where that employment is gone and you need to or feel like you're motivated to become a business owner and start a business of your own that generates a sufficient income stream that gets you meet your needs as far as what your lifestyle is and your needs are concerned, then you really want to be mindful of, ex- of exactly what is required to do that of you as an individual. You have to get completely away from the idea that someone else is going to be responsible for putting a paycheck in your hands and that you're responsible for generating the income that you earn, all of it, and uh, that the whole process is up to you to make it, make it happen. And if you're not really up to that, well uh, if you think that's an easy transition, again, we repeat that you need to get away from the word easy in connection with anything as far as earning an income is concerned. You want to be clear that you have a responsibility to make things happen. And you have to be up to doing what's necessary to, to accomplish that.
0: Wow. And we were talking earlier about the commitment that it takes to actually be successful. And I talked to business owners, Ken, um, some small, some medium-sized, and interestingly, neither of them are large, but they're talking about wanting to expand their businesses and wanting to do more. But the investment in putting the systems in place that's that's when the wheels seem to come off the wagon, so to speak. That's when the conversation ends.
1: what yeah, we've had conversations with some people recently mm-hmm. that have this idea in their minds that they want to build a business or increase their business, become more successful quote unquote. unquote. Uh, Generate more income, have a bigger business, more clientele, more customers, and yet they seem to be standing in their own way in terms of making that happen. And part of the reason is with some people is that they don't really have the motivation they need to to do what's necessary to make all that happen. And they want it to be there, but they don't want to do the work. They don't. They're not motivated to. Make the changes in their lives and uh their work ethic to accomplish what it is that needs to be accomplished, and so they're sitting there saying that "I want this and I want that but they're not they don't have the motivation to do what they need to do, and they want to. you wanna as a as a person that's moving from that situation of being an employee to becoming a an entrepreneur. You really have to be clear in your mind that you're committed to making that happen and doing what's necessary to to accomplish that and recognize that if you don't have that motivation, it's okay, but realize that that's what your situation is that you're not you don't have the energy or the drive to do what you need to do, and you want to be okay with that recognize where you are, where your limits are where the energy stops in terms of trying to accomplish what you're trying to what you say you want to accomplish and being okay with that. so it's, it's a choice of one of two things either you have to find the motivation to do what's necessary to, to accomplish what you want to accomplish or accept the fact that you don't have that motivation and not beat yourself up about it but recognize that without the motivation to do what's necessary and it's hard work most of the time you really are not going to accomplish what you say you want to accomplish and you want to recognize that that's where you are and if that doesn't change that's where you're going to be.
0: Hmm. Yeah but you know what Ken and because I know that you're absolutely right but when I speak with people about wanting to do I mean these are sincere pleas. I really want to land the big fish or you've got um I I need to expand my influence I I want more customers to know about my product I really want this how do I do it and so these are these seem to be sincere desires of these business owners um could it be? Are they maybe too um, involved in the day to day activities to do the extra? Well,
1: it's a question of what it is that they see is necessary to accomplish what they want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. They have to, you have to recognize that there are certain principles, and we talk about these principles all the time, mm-hmm. in, involved in building a business, and certain things you have to do. And one of them is if you want to expand your customer base, You've got to do more sales activities. So the sales activities we we talk about in the sales cycle, or the circle for success, that is finding more customers, determining who your customers are, finding where those how to reach those customers, and going through the process of building your business customer by customer through the the process that we outline in our discussions and we, we refer to. Or discovering these books that we talk about. And you gotta do that. That's, it's a, it's a simple but not easy situation. You, you, you wanna know what, what there is to do and you gotta do it. And if you're not up to doing those things, then that's where your problem is. And you've gotta either find a way to change that or accept the fact that you're not up to doing what's necessary to make your success happen.
0: And while we, um, just what you talked about, you said if you want to expand your customer base, you need to find more customers. And that means sales becoming effective and, and, and good at that. And so I want to direct you to a website, askkencheatham.com. That's C-H-E-A-T-H-A-M.com. And you'll see recordings, previous conversations, on the sales cycle, because some of us, myself included, initially are we're not we're not comfortable with selling. We're not comfortable with talking about our business and and sharing our our product with other people. And so, some of those conversations may help you. That website is askkencheatham. dot com. C H E A T H A M. dot com. Um, so continue, sir.
1: And when you go there, there are two things to look at. We talk, as Michelle has just mentioned, there are recordings of our previous conversations and we've been talking to each other and other uh, entrepreneurs over the years, the last two or three years, about what's involved in building your business and how to go about this sales process. And there's a lot of detail involved in and 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 what, what happens with that, but you really have to understand that nothing's gonna happen until you learn how to sell what it is that you're selling. Uh you gotta become good at sales, or somebody in your organization's gotta become good at sales in order for you to grow your business. It's a simple matter of finding customers, finding out what they need, matching their needs with your ability to perform, to provide, meet those needs, and doing the things necessary to convince that customer that. That's what you're up to. That's that's what's available from you. And then when you get the order from them to uh, proceed with what what you've offered to do, then you do it in an excellent manner so that at the end of the process, what you have is a satisfied customer. That's the simple process. But again, simple does not equate to easy. Hmm. And uh, at each step, you've got to know what you're doing and learn how to do it efficiently and effectively. And that's what this our, our conversations have been about. And when you're succeeding in, in building your business, those those are the things that you have to be up to in order to make that happen.
0: So now, when we talk about going from employee to entrepreneur, that is one of the mindsets that we have to adapt. Listen, if you, and and I understand because I got downsized um, from my job at, at 50 years old. And so having to learn new things, um, especially for those of us who, who may be a little bit older, having to learn something new is already scary. Having to learn something new and have your livelihood depend on you doing it well <laughs> is even scarier. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. there is a, a change in mindset that is the most important thing. This going from an employee to an entrepreneurial mindset means you have to take responsibility for it. So even if you're nervous, go back and listen to some of the conversations because being informed is a confidence builder. Ken?
1: Yes, it's, it's, it's very important when you think about taking that step from being somebody's employee, to being your own boss in your own business, that you understand what is involved in the process of of doing that. It's a sales process. It's a sales uh, project that you're taking on. You've got to convince people to buy what you have to sell, either your business, your products, or your services. You have to approach people who need those products and services and speak to them in a way that causes them to reach forward and accept your offer to provide those products and services. And that's what you have to do. If you just go out and wing it, you're probably not gonna be successful and you're, you're gonna be frustrated in putting out a lot of energy and effort and expense and accomplishing very little or nothing. So it's like any other profession, you have to know what you're doing. You have to learn how to do it well, you have to learn what the basic, principles are in accomplishing what you're and, and achieving the sales result that you want, and then become very effective at doing that. And that's what is different about our discussions about sales. It's not about uh, finding some way to razzle dazzle people into buying something. It's about understanding a, a, a simple principle of finding people that need what you have to sell Reaching out to those people in a way that causes them to lean forward and ask you to invite you to present your product or service and making a presentation to them that addresses those needs and those the customer's needs and desires. And getting into a conversational relationship with them that's positive and that shows the customer that You're not there to just try to sell them something. You're there to help them solve a problem or meet a need. And your your consistent conversation with that customer from the beginning to end is meeting those needs, finding out what what those needs are, matching them to your capabilities, and then providing what they need. So when you're doing that, you're not involved in any of the kinds of stereotypical attitudes or actions that people think of when they Think about sales. You're not tricking anybody. You're not trying to buttonhole somebody and force them to take on whatever it is that you need or putting any kind of pressure on somebody. You're not involved in any kind of nefarious activity that tricks people or takes advantage of people in some way. You're actually providing something that somebody needs and wants. And when you're having that kind of a conversation with a potential customer, You stand out from all those other salespeople who just try to sell you stuff without understanding what you need or what you want. And you don't feel any of the negative emotions that people feel when they think they're just taking advantage of somebody. So, when you're understanding that that's what you're up to, you can feel very good about what you're doing on a day to day basis. You're finding people who need what you want, what you have to sell and showing them how you, what your capabilities are in terms of meeting those needs, making a presentation to them that shows them not only what you're selling, but who you are as a person, as a supplier, or as a business that they will lean forward and want to do business with you. And then uh, making a commitment to uh, provide exactly what it is that you promised in the, in the transaction that follows when they give you an order. When you're doing that, you're building your business with integrity and with a commitment to customer service, and it eliminates all those negative feelings that people associate with salespeople. And that's how you get around the problem that is typical, typically present when people think about salespeople. They think about somebody that wants something and is not trying to give them Service or trying to meet their needs, but trying to think of how they can get what they want out of you. So that's what our conversations are about. That's the message that we try to help people understand when they're going from making this transition to uh, being in business as opposed to being employed. And understanding that that's what's going to motivate you to accomplish what you want to accomplish without uh, a whole whole lot of negative feelings and and disappointment.
0: Okay, so we have established for uh, those of you who are going from employee to entrepreneur, who have gone from employee to entrepreneur, or who are considering going from employee to entrepreneur, we've established that sales is one of the most important aspects of your business i um like something ken has said in the past nothing happens in business until somebody sells something did i quote you accurately
1: that's you quoted me accurately but that's my not my thinking that's an established understanding quoted uh, by people smarter than me a long time ago but that's true about what you are where you are in terms of sales like your business doesn't go anywhere until you start to have customers that buy what you're selling, and uh you want to find the most efficient way to do that, and the method that we suggest is uh the, from our perspective is going to give you the best chance of success
0: okay now,
1: now, Michelle, you mentioned that yes. you had your own experience in transitioning from employee to entrepreneur in in your business. Now, as I understand it, you were involved in advertising activities for different companies, and then you went to your own business, which involved providing same kinds of services, but as an entrepreneur. Can we talk about what your experience was like uh, from the beginning to where you are right now?
0: Oh, my goodness. Well, we can. Um, Yes. In fact, I had my background is in magazine publishing, and I worked at um, a publication for a a large medical publication. And that's where I learned the business. I then worked for a a nonprofit, and they wanted to establish a publishing arm, and so I was dispatched to start a publishing company, a real publishing company, with a national magazine that would bring in revenues that, that book publishing didn't. And about, it was five years into it, that our parent company decided that a magazine a publishing company was too expensive, they also had a record company, and so they had to make the decision which company would be eliminated and based on trends, their feeling was that people were more interested in music than than publishing in books, which is probably accurate um so the publishing company was eliminated, and even when I worked as a publisher. Advertising sales was always something that somebody else did. I mean, I would Mm -hmm. do it um, if if it was a relational issue. If they needed somebody to come in and establish relationships with a a larger company, then that was me because people wanted to deal with the publisher. But the day-to-day sales activities was done by somebody else. And so I Mm -hmm. only supervised and we set goals and targets, but I wasn't directly involved in that. Well, when the magazine folded, I looked for a regular job. I was going to look for a 9 to 5, but no nobody called me back. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um after a couple of years of of going through the motions that people tell you to look when you're looking for a job, I had a former student call and ask a question. How do you start a magazine? And out of that, came 90 minutes of discussion of things that I had forgotten I knew. And when I got off the Hmm. phone, I realized that if I, as a woman over 50, who didn't have a job, who couldn't find one, had that much information, there were other people in my same circumstance who also had information that could be used to start a consultant opportunity or create a business. And so that's what I set about doing. But what I needed to do was to sell that service. Um, I, I started another digital magazine as a way to do it. And a dear friend, a very smart man, <clears throat> watched me <laughs> go through my ad sales process. And in order to get an advertisement in a magazine, I was doing all this other stuff. And he said to me, it occurs to me, it seems to me that you are selling advertising and giving away what is much more valuable. <laughs> and it was because as a business owner, I had not calculated the value of my services. I was. I stated the same model, okay, the way to make a successful magazine is to get ads. And the way to help people is to have good editorial content so that these businesses will see that they have a chance. And I was going about it all wrong. I was attempting to sell something that didn't have the value, the, because in order to sell something, there's got to be a, a value to it, while I gave away what I didn't value but that other people did. And, mm-hmm. uh, oh, I needed to, to rework the business to ironically do what it was supposed to do in the first place. Help business owners be successful and exactly, and so I was trying to sell all of this other stuff, but I had neglected the mission of what I was in business to do um, yes.
1: Well, it's part of the transition in most many cases of people who are in, who find themselves in the same kind of situation you you are in, where your job disappears for some reason or another. Usually, it has to do with some decision that the company made that you had no voice or control over, and all of a sudden your circumstances have changed to where that weekly paycheck doesn't exist anymore, and you've got to decide how to. Make that transition. And the first thing you need to do as became apparent to you after a while is to recognize the resources that you have. What do you, what is it that you have that is you can bring to the marketplace that people need and that can help them accomplish whatever they're up to? You got to recognize what is it that you have that's that's of value that you can sell in the marketplace and then make a way, make a, Uh, a commitment to find people who need that service and provide it to them at a price, not free, not because you're such a nice person, but you can provide something that they need that is worth what it is that you ask them to pay for it. And it's important that you have to recognize what your assets are, what your skills are, what your contribution is, potential contribution is in the marketplace, and begin to develop uh we're selling that to people who need it. Yes. And you don't sell it by giving it away. You you sell it by making it plain to people, making uh, making people understand people who need your service that you have something that they can benefit from. Yeah. And it's one of the first steps that you have to take is recognizing what your assets are and then finding people who need those who can benefit from those assets and then making a connection with them in a way that causes them to become your customer.
0: Hmm. And, you know, Ken, you and I had a a conversation. I just remembered it. I'm not sure if it's not one of the ones on your website, but we talked about what happens when you need to make adjustments in your business. Um, If you are a restaurant that's, depended on, and this was the example you used, that's dependent on the surrounding community. There's a big factory and a, a good uh, lot of businesses there, and your restaurant depends on them, and those businesses move away. First of all, you said, as a business owner, you should be enough in touch with your customers where that doesn't surprise you, that you knew that was coming. And then you said, you have to adjust your business model. If you can't move, now do you become somebody who delivers? Or are you carry out now that you have to be able to adjust? And that is what I was faced. In my mind, I was only a magazine publisher. And everything Mm -hmm. else I did was just to get people to take an ad in the magazine. But when I saw that, there were other things that I adjusted what I was doing um, and began consulting with people who needed my help. They didn't want an ad. They wanted to know how to grow their business.
1: Right, exactly. And that's what you really have to be, have the ability to analyze. You really want to sit down and think about what it is that you do and how it benefits people. Not necessarily what you've been doing, but how does my, input my skill my knowledge my experience here help a customer meet a problem meet a need or solve a problem and it steps you away from the simple concept of writing uh magazine content and recognizing what your customer needs is somebody to assist them in building their business or becoming successful at what they're trying to do and to the extent that you can help somebody accomplish that need, uh, solve those problems. There is something there that you have to sell. And you recognize that if you put the correct value on that and present it properly, there is your potential for building a business around what you know and what you learned how to do and what you're experienced at. And having customers recognize that there's value in that and they'll pay you for it. So that's The key element to becoming successful in any business, recognizing what you what you have that's of value, to whom it's valuable, and finding those people and making the presentations to them, showing them what you've got, showing them how you are a a person of integrity that is going to provide what you say you're going to provide, not playing any tricks. You're committed to helping them meet that need that you've helped them to devise or to recognize. And then going about doing that as part of your business practice. And to the extent that you can learn how to do that, learn how to do it efficiently and learn how to do it well, you will be successful in whatever business you're in. That's our commitment. That's our position. That's my observation from my own experience in sales and, uh, over a period of almost 40 years of being in sales for various companies and learning how to do it the hard way. I learned by experience that that's what I should have been up to. It took me a very long time to get to the place where I had that kind of understanding. And we want to help people avoid that learning curve that is about trial and error before you get successful. We want you to know what the right mindset is going in, starting out, and then the procedures for, uh applying that mindset, that understanding, that insight to uh, what you're up to in a way that helps you become successful without making a lot of mistakes.
0: May I quote you? you, I've got lots of great quotes from you. But when you talked about understanding the value of what you have, I did not comprehend that value because I had been giving – that advice and that counsel and do this and do this and helping people to put plans in place, I've been giving that away for years. And so in my mind, it didn't have value and because I was giving it away. And you said Mm -hmm. something one time, you said, as an employee, you might bring your homemade cookies for your coworkers, but when you get into the cookie business, you don't give away cookies anymore.
1: That's right. (laughs) <laughs> there's so many people who would be in the same kind of situation you described for yourself and that is you give away a lot of services a lot of knowledge a lot of valuable information in the course of doing something that's alongside of that but is not a main part of the function that you're supposed supposedly up to and when you step back and recognize that there is value in what you're doing and providing that kind of information those kinds of services then you realize that your product is not necessarily the ads that you sell or the you know advertising revenue that you create it's providing the information that your customer needs in order to understand how to solve the problem that they have that's why this whole approach starts out with listening to the customer Finding out what is it, Mr. Mr. and Mrs. Prospect, Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. Potential customer, what is it that you need? And being very focused on learning exactly what that is, having that customer talk to you in a way that gives you the understanding of what it is that they need, and what's going to help them need to solve the problem that they have at the moment, and then. Being able to recognize if and how your ability, your service, your product, your knowledge can help that customer meet that need. And when you find that connection, you make a, you present it in a way that the customer understands exactly how you can provide that value, that valuable assistance to them. And then you can get an order from them in which they, you get paid for providing that. And that's the, the 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 key that is present in all your conversations with the customer. Your determination to help them meet a need, help them satisfy the needs that they have. And that's your only purpose in having the conversation with the customer, is finding out how you can help them. And if, not, if it turns out that your product or your service does not meet need those needs, you're OK with that. You're not going to sell every get an order from every prospect that you talk to you're going to be okay with having the situation arise that you can not meet that customer's needs, and you're going to have to move on. And that's okay. What you want to do in that instance is having established that very friendly and professional relationship with that potential customer. When I ask them, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, is there anybody else that you know that might benefit from understanding what we have to offer and get referrals from those people? A referral from one from a prospect to a, a potentially valuable customer is like gold in the business that you're building, whatever that business is. If you can get your clientele, your potential clientele, or even your your successful sales uh situations to refer you to other people, that's worth a, a lot more than it's gonna cost you, a lot less than it's gonna cost you to go out and Find those customers through cold calling and anonymous sales activity. Hmm. So, if you built the right relationship with a customer and with a prospect, even though they may not have an order for you today, they can refer you to somebody that might provide a bigger opportunity for you in the future. And it's another, it's one thing to go in and knock on somebody's door as a stranger and say, I'm here to offer you this, that, or the other thing. And it's a quite different situation when you can go to the customer and say, you know, uh, your friend or your associate, your colleague, Mr. or Mrs. So-and-so recommended uh, uh, you as as somebody that might benefit from what we have to sell. Here's, uh, I'd like an opportunity to talk to you about what it is that we have to offer and see if it meets your needs. That's quite a different conversation than a cold call to somebody as a stranger so those referrals from potential customers or from your existing customers are valuable much more valuable than most people think they are and you want to develop a relationship with the customer that they're glad to refer you to a potential customer to somebody they know so if you've come to if you've come to them with integrity and with this commitment to customer service again you're going to stand out from most other people that they may have contact may have been, been buy in that business, and they may be very eager to refer you to people that they know they'll be very comfortable doing that because they recognize that you're not somebody that's just banging on the door trying to get sales, but you're somebody that's in the business of helping people solve problems and meet needs that they have for whatever your services or products are.
0: Well, again... Another wonderful conversation can um, again you you never disappoint. And so as we've talked about this mindset of going from employee to entrepreneur and you know keeping your focus on your customer and making sure sales and valuing what you have, it maybe it'll be good to continue this conversation because we didn't even get to the professionalism that it takes to present your business well well we
1: can talk about this and various aspects of this but if you if if i help to convey the core message here that you can start your business with a focus on what the customer needs and you don't need to be you will it will eliminate all of your fear about being in in quote sales Hmm. uh Your focus is on meeting customer needs, finding customers that need what you have to sell and then finding a way to present to them what it is that you have to offer so that they understand that what you have meets their needs. And when you're up to that, you're not involved in any of the trickery that people associate with sales. And you're not, you're being respectful, you're being helpful, you're being a a resource for a, a solution to a problem that the customer has or a need that they, they want, they need met. And it's a whole different ballgame from the other stereotypical attitudes that people have about sales. So if you're starting a business and that's, you have the right perspective of again, finding people who need what you have to sell and then making those presentations to them so that you can show them what you have and building the right relationship with that customer in the process, that's what you should be up to. And it's going to solve a, a, the whole sales issue, that whole Stereotypical sales uh, uh, resistance that comes about when people don't know what you're up to, when they think you're up to something that's involved—not—not addressing their needs—it all goes away, and you can feel very good about what you're doing and sleep well at night uh, as you do it.
0: Well, thanks again. We should continue this discussion, Ken, on um, the mindset that it takes to go from employee to entrepreneur. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's. it's I like your
1: idea too about the professionalism that needs to come about, that should come about as you go through this process, as you make the transition. If you commit to being professional in your approach to what you're doing, that's going to make a big, huge difference in terms of what your results turn will turn out to be. So we can talk about what's involved in becoming professional at building your business and presenting your business. And uh, again, there are a number of resources that uh, we can refer you to that'll help you understand the details of what's involved in doing all that. But it's a good conversation to have. And I hope that people will not just tune in and listen to these conversations, but participate in them. Because what we find is when we talk to people who are in the process of building businesses, uh, we learn a lot of what they're up to and the situations that they encounter as they go forward in whatever business they're in. And uh, it helps us to learn more about the day-to-day situation that people find themselves in and how these concepts apply in those situations.
0: Well, perhaps then, for those of you um, who are following and responding on Twitter, we will put the link information out in the subject and invite you to conference with us about this, about um, going from employee to entrepreneur and how to, if you are new to this, how do you present your new business, your product or service professionally um, and what's involved in that. That's a great idea, Kim. Okay. Well, as always, thanks for this conversation. it's been eye-opening for me all over again. We've been talking like this for years, and I feel like I'm still learning so much from these conversations. So thank you.
1: Well, you're quite welcome, and I hope it's beneficial to anyone who's listening. And, again, we'd be glad to hear from people who are involved in this process or experiencing this situation and learning from their own experience what's, what's happening and how this, these conversations relate to their real-world situations.
0: We will see you next time, and I remind you, as I always do, that you've been anointed to do something great. Make it your business to go about doing it today. Talk to you in two weeks, Ken.
1: Okay, we shall look forward to it.
0: Okay.